0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of In Due Time. I am Deanne, and I'm here with my amazing husband, Joe. Hello, everyone. He always just says hello, everyone, and nothing more. And today, we're actually kicking off our globing series. So as everyone knows, we're living through this time of the COVID-19 And we're sick and tired of talking about what's happening in the USA. So we have decided that we would like to share what's happening around the globe. And so we're going to be globing and talking about life, with COVID. For all of you people out there who may want to send me an email that globing is not a word, I invite you again to remember this is my podcast. I make up these words. I have a degree in English, and I'm perfectly aware that globing right now is not a word, but when it does become a word and you see it in Webster, just remember you heard it here first. G-L-O-B-I-N-G, globing. So we're going to be globing with our friends in... Australia. And so this is globing Australia living through COVID. We are joined today by a wonderful, amazing group. And I tell you, you're going to have so much fun with, with the gang. First up is my wonderful brother, William, who is a solution engineer in the hospitality IT market. He's originally from Jamaica, as am I, our little rock. And he now lives in Sydney and works across the Asia-Pacific region. He has gathered his partners in crime and cohorts. So we're going to also be joined by Raphael and BJ. They have been living for almost 15 years. They're a wonderful couple living for almost 15 years in Sydney. And they are planning to move to London as soon as the travel bans are lifted. And as you know, we have no idea when that is and neither do they. Rafael works in customer success for an IT company and occasionally freelances as a TV news producer on SBS World News. He's originally from Brazil. BJ works at Sydney Airport and is partial owner of a, a cafe in an affluent part of Sydney. He's originally from Canada. Do you see that so far? They're all in Australia, but nobody on this team right now is from Australia. Adam Spark is a communications and content guy, and he lives near Newcastle and currently works, uh, currently uses cooking as therapy to cope with COVID. Welcome, BJ, Adam, Raphael, and William. Did I get everybody? Okay, good. All right. Okay, great. This is great. So, we want to talk about what's happening in your part of the world, right, with COVID. And I just want to say, this is really interesting. So none of you are from Australia? Oh,
1: I am. I am from
0: Australia. Yep. I am meaning Adam? I was
1: born in Australia.
0: Yep. Adam? Okay. Okay, good. All right. So when we're talking about life, life in Australia, we are also seeing it through the eyes of people who are from another part of the world. Very good. But you are actually all living there. Who wants to go first in terms of what is this like? What are you seeing? What is happening there? Because I know y'all have seen what's going on in the U.S., so we ain't gonna talk about that right now. But what's going on in your part of the world regarding COVID?
1: I think we all should go
2: first. Yeah, I think Adam should
0: go. first. <laughs> While you all are thinking, the clock's ticking. <laughs> okay, Somebody, I'm go. okay, go. all right. Um. So I work from home. Let's preface that. So um, being isolated at this point is not too different for, for me from a work perspective. Okay. Um, the reality, though, is working from home for me usually means um, getting up, going into a
3: cafe downstairs because there's tons of cafes in, in the neighborhood um, and working there for several hours a day. I can't do that anymore because everything's closed. You can only uh, do take in the food and beverage market here. Okay. Home. Okay. So there's no dine-in options. So the most I can do is go downstairs, get my coffee, chit-chat a little, and then go social distance again by going back into my apartment and going to work. No joy. And so that's a little bit, it's a little different. Yeah. It's very, um, <laughs> a little isolating.
4: <laughs> you know, okay. I don't mind my own company, but I don't
3: live with anyone. And so it just means you're sitting here all day and there's just only so much of your own company you can really take. Right. On the upside, because everyone's now doing it, you're doing more Zoom sessions. Yeah. I will have, um, you know, you're doing all this weird
0: stuff, so there's more Zoom meetings than ever. Right. Which is not bad, so you get to talk to people. Um, Socially, we're doing Zoom sessions. I did a, uh, at the beginning of the whole COVID lockdown, we had a birthday party for a friend of mine. Nice. On on Zoom
4: (laughs) Um, we're kind of doing
3: a, a whole weekly Friday drinks session,
0: virtual drinking, we're, virtual drinking, we're at the bar. Um, a lot of the entertainment that we would have
4: gone out to so there are a couple, uh, there's like a, a very lively strip, Oxford street, um, very close to where I'm living. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those, everything's closed down. All the bars are closed down, the clubs are closed down,
3: but what they're doing is, um, They've taken their shows online. So you have you know, oh. a drag show online or, or music online, and the DJs are doing stuff online, um, mostly through Facebook Live or oh, whatever it's called. Okay.
4: Um, just because, number one, they have nothing else to do. <laughs> number two, this
3: is how they make a
0: living. That's right.
3: So the fact that they can't go out and, and work means they, they have no way to pay rent. So this is how you do it. And, you know, you tip them or whatever through uh paypal or you know oh wow it would be
4: a cash app but um and that's kind of how it's all evolved here for
3: me from my
0: perspective so that's kind
3: of the social thing now
0: so when you talk about that like social perspective do you all have because our businesses in the u.s um are pretty much in the in the same in the same category right where a lot of these businesses have closed down do you have like a stimulus type of package or some assistance that came from the government for these small business owners to help them keep afloat?
3: Yes. Okay. So there are uh, there's lots of social programs um, to help people who are unemployed, who have lost jobs because of COVID, or to help businesses keep people employed. So what is called, um, what's it called, folks? It's, it's the, no, it's the no, it's job no. keeper and the no. job seeker. Okay. So if you're a business but you've you've lost so much, um, uh, you know, revenue, right. That you're, you're unable to pay your staff, your, your staff, right. and you're Trying to keep afloat, then you
0: have the JobKeeper, okay, the assistance package. If you've completely lost your job but you need money to pay your rent, kind
3: of thing, right. then you Do the job seeker because you need to uh, money. Just bear in mind though that uh, that's in addition to all the other social programs that we have in Australia. Because we have a lot of social
4: programs, mm, we could learn a thing or two. We don't have that.
3: Yeah.
0: We a don't have that. Universal healthcare.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Can we just get a? Mm-hmm? a we have none of that. Okay, we've got none of that. Our pharmacies will still say, "Do so, you have the money? If you don't have the money, you can't get the drugs, unless you're going to go on the corner." Those guys are still out. If I were to take the camera over there, no, you'd be able to see them. They don't care, mask or no mask, you know, they're still out, making it on the corner. So what's really interesting, though, is that you said that there are these social programs to be able to help. No, with your stimulus package, I'm going to call it that because that's what we call it, um, for, your, for your businesses, is there that caveat where, ta-da, it's not a grant, it's a loan. So, it, one of the conditions of the of the loans for small businesses here is that they have to reemploy their employees in order for them not to have to pay back the government for this loan to get them through this time. It, it's convoluted. What can I say? Do, it, I would
3: refer to Adam and BJ. Yeah. BJ is, is, is this person here? Yeah, BJ probably. Agree good place to start
1: but um i know from my from my agency's perspective if if they're getting a job keeper payment it's because they've had a loss of revenue of more than 30 percent okay mm-hmm. um if they can prove that based on the year before i think it is then they are eligible to do job keeper but that means basically they have to pay a minimum amount to the employees the number oh. of employees they prove they have that's how many payments they get so it takes the pressure off them having to pay their staff uh-huh. it's not a business handout to, for them to just get a lot of money and then right call, call the staff and then move on to something else right yep
0: so they're not going to be hopping it's about, on planes
1: keeping pe- people employed right as a minimum enough to make ends meet you might go back down to two or three days a week but then you'll still have enough money to go and get groceries and supplies uh. and, and it's just about keeping everyone going throughout this time period
0: so there's some logic it, 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 that's been applied and some compassion that's been applied to what it is that you're doing in terms of really taking care of people. Um, BJ and Raphael, you were going to talk about that from a business perspective. How does that look?
5: Okay, so um, as a business perspective, it's it's a really great program. Wow. Uh, but it has its limitations. Yeah. Okay, so, Uh, So the positives on it is that, yes, so if you have a, like the restrictions are you're a full-time employee or you've been working with the business for over a year. And then, um, so let's say you're casual, so you have no, uh, no set hours. Right. If you've been with the business for over a year and you have the right visas, or if you're a resident, then it's fine. Um, so the, so that works really well. So it's, uh, $750 per person for the week or $1,500 per fortnight is how they sell it. Um, and then, um, but then that's all taxed, right? Right. And so, um, so that's what the government will put towards the employee. So the employee will always receive that, um, regardless. So the, let's say they work only one shift at eight hours. That's $150. Let's say is all that they're, that they technically earned. Right. Right. they will still receive that 750000
0: tokens.
5: Wow. Okay. they and actually earned, let's say, 1000 for that week. so he needs So the national tax is this is actually running out of pocket two hundred fifty dollars for that employee. you guys hear us
0: okay now i can't there was a lot of static going on there yeah. so that was really really garbled for a minute but now you're clear again
5: okay so where did you guys where did i leave you guys off
0: when you said that it was for uh it, regardless of the amount that they make like if they only make 150 they'll still get the 750 dollars a week
4: okay. <coughs> okay.
5: on the other aspect, so let's say if they make let's say they're working a 40 hour a week they have a thousand dollars in total, is what they've earned. Mm-hmm. Seven fifty come from the government,
0: two fifty from the business. Ah. Oh. So that way, the business has been subsidized. So there, so there. It's more or
4: less. Yes, it's for the employee, but it's a big part of it. It's for the business. Okay? To be
0: able so to, to help.
5: For the um, so, but to qualify, the business needs to be able to prove that they have lost thirty percent or more of their revenue from the year prior. So they need to, you need to document how that, how that, uh, you need to reflect that difference. Okay? Wow. That, that drops
0: wow. That is amazing. And
1: there's also been like rent freezes as well. So a lot of those affect, um, both like commercial as well as, um, private, um, rental agreements as well. So there's a bit of a moratorium. You can't kick someone out um, or evict them in, in the next six months. Yeah. Um, regardless. So that's a little bit more of a loan payback kind of system. I think. Right. Um, also than the handout, but there's a lot of other things happening at the same time to try and balance things out across the board um, for businesses and for individuals as well. What's
0: the general feeling? What's the general consensus, right? So I know that you guys are in one part of Australia, and of course we're going to focus on the part where you are, but for example, I know in the news, in the U.S., we've got these however many states, it's your country, right?
6: Yeah, so I was right. going to say, um, I'm sure you are clear and understand the messaging that's coming from our country, and how comical that is! How, how do you how do y'all feel about the messaging that you're getting from your government and from your leaders? Because from our perspective, the messaging that we're getting from our leaders, in, in in particular, one is not something that we've been satisfied with. How do you how, how are you feeling about your messaging?
1: It, it's been pre- like from from Adam again. here it's been pretty clear from from my perspective. I think it's been quite consistent it's been coming through everyone seems to be working pretty well together we have a, a two-party system in mm-hmm. australia so both parties are working very closely together and putting the like in front in, in
0: that wait, wait wait you mean they're actually like in some kind of like general consensus
1: yeah yeah pretty much I mean, whoa they're pulled back on the let's go for politics and and you know trying to win favor over one party over another and just let's Work together to get something sorted
0: is it a political year for you guys sorry is it a political election year is it in a general election year
1: no no, but no not yet hmm. it's not it's yet normal. but it's been it's been up
0: and down um we just went through the bushfire period as well ah. the prime minister had a really mm. terrible
4: approval
1: rating yeah. coming out of that time period so actually from a publicity perspective only <laughs> This has been really good for him because it's it's shown him to be quite um, level in his response and um, the way that he's handling it. But it's it's definitely a team effort across the board from everyone. Mm-hmm.
5: It's been good.
1: Yeah.
5: Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all want
1: to live in New Zealand because <laughs> Jacinda Ardern is a like, friend. <laughs> <isn't
3: it? laughs> we all love her. No, her but...
0: but wait a, a minute. Ahead. But BJ be, and Raphael, you're not heading to New Zealand. You're heading to London. How come Adam is saying that you everybody wants to live in New Zealand, but you guys are heading to London? What's happening? Are you heading to London and route to New Zealand? Like I'm not understanding here. You've got inside track on on New Zealand. You go. You all are going to London.
2: Well, that that would have to be the
0: longest way to get to New Zealand. <laughs> That's true. That is true. You're taking the scenic route. That's what you're doing. You're taking the scenic route to get to 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 New Zealand. Let's stop along the way and see what's going on.
2: You know, uh, that is not uh, the plan, but, um, you know, uh, plans don't mean much these days. Um, you know, things things can change so quickly and, and escalate. So um, we're certainly not planning on moving to uh, to New Zealand, although uh, it is a beautiful country, of course. Um, but um, um, we, uh, BJ has UK citizenship, and uh, we have been in Sydney for um, a while. I've been here myself, uh, it's Rafael here, for 17 years now, and uh, just... Sort of ready for the next adventure, and um, there's been an opportunity for us to uh, transfer with work for me. Wow! And, and for BJ, um, having UK citizenship, things just lined up in a way that um, uh, you know we figured this will be our next adventure. Uh, although uh, Corona, uh, you know, came uh, turning everything upside down, so we've had to um, reevaluate our plans and certainly uh, postpone. And we we are trying really hard not to think too much about when exactly it's going to. Uh, come true, because we don't want to set expectations and then, right. uh, you know, just ha- just uh, have them collapse right. uh, once again. So, um, so yeah, we're just uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, uh, waiting and, then, and watching things um, over here and in the UK, and hopefully we'll get to a point where it'll be um, safe to travel, it'll be safe to be in the UK, and hopefully they'll be accepting uh, people coming from Australia. Um, uh, and then us.
0: look look you're gonna have to stand in line you will be ahead of the people that they're gonna be taking from the united states That's especially right. people from new york city That's like right. right now we're in a position where i'm telling you we can't uh, travel not you're in, you're in a car with new york tax. no other state will let you in Ew. so i'm gonna get in a car first of all we're going to rent a car because it must have other license tags other than New York. And I'm not using a driver's license. I'm going to use my passport. Because your passport doesn't say that you're from New York. So this is going to be the way to be able to navigate. Because when you say you're from New York, you're like, get back. Get back. Get back in your car. They won't let you in. We can't go to any states. There are no flights coming out of New York, if you can imagine that. right? So um, yeah, you're waiting for London to open up. I'm just waiting for them to open up the border so I can get across the bridge. You know, so uh, th- this is, this is good. I'm sure London will open up before the, the GW bridge to let our ass out. Mexico either. You know, you can't even drive
1: down to Mexico either. N- no,
0: America, you can't. You, you just no. can't, no. The, <laughs> <London walls. laughs> no Nobody wants us. <laughs> nobody wants us, right? <laughs> now, maybe the wall was there. Nobody wants us. We just, we just can't win with that situation. But speaking I, I of...
2: Imagine it sounds the, like uh, this is a new form of uh, racism, uh, you know, so... Uh, if you're from from New York, you're not you're not welcome. And um, like you know, we've all seen you know, um, many you know many people from uh, Chinese origins. You know, whether yeah. the Chinese Australians or or visiting uh, Australia, um, you know, we, we all saw stories of uh, racism in, in that regard. It sounds like you you're experiencing that just from uh, just because of uh, being from New York.
0: Totally. And and given that, even pre-COVID, they didn't really like New Yorkers anyway. You know, it's like, no, you have a legitimate reason not to like New Yorkers. It's like, you're rude. You're arrogant. They say all these things. And now it's simply like COVID and you're from New York. Enough said. No other explanation is needed, right? You want to clear a room, just say you're from New York. Pull out your good old ID and the room is yours. The restaurant, the bar, the building, everything is yours because nobody wants to be around you. So it's a good... Uh, conversation starter social distancing works really well you say you're from new york you got a thousand feet between you and the next person forget six feet distancing it it's just it it makes no difference and that's okay because most new yorkers have no concept of six feet they're like right here you know we go out and you're like excuse me they're like what What? It's like six feet. Six feet of what? I just, I can't work with New Yorkers on this, you know, so I I am, I'm glad.
2: I guess it's a bit harder to um, see if someone's from New York or not just uh, just by looking at their face, so uh, that could be a bit challenging.
0: Oh, Oh, yeah, it's absolutely challenging, especially because most New Yorkers can't lie so much. So they go, are you from New York? No, I'm. <laughs> no no not not no me no you know so it's, it's really a hard thing so we're we're hoping that some other state will pick up the epicenter soon very soon all of you listening out there look get new york off step, the hook. Up. step up now step up. do what you gotta do <laughs> get those tests in place take us take over that number from new york city please it's not too late You can be the king of COVID.
6: Uh, uh, Yeah, I wanted to go back to, Adam, you mentioned something about the fires, and what I I wanted to get a a, a good feeling about is, since COVID has happened in Australia, have you, when you go out, have you seen changes to nature and the environment? Have you you seen any, you know, anything like that in in regards to, uh, yeah. I I guess I live a little bit further
1: outside the capital cities, um, so I live probably a semi-rural, close to a decent-sized city, but it's not considered a capital city. Okay. Um, and, um, you know, so we already have a lot more fresh air and stuff like that, but even I've noticed a difference here in the quality of um, the air level, different kind of habitats, wow. happening, um, birds coming into places that they wouldn't normally come or just different things. And it's not – I mean, there's been a lot of – um, you know, stories that were completely made up as well about, like, elephants getting drunk in... The kangaroos!
0: having There's
1: no kangaroos going down the road. Oh, actually, no, that did happen. That happened in Adelaide. It was the one with the police in Sydney, wasn't it? And they chased
4: the... Um- Oh, really? I grew, you know, right. down the shopping center. No, no <laughs> <laughs> um, okay.
1: We're already seeing oh, I uh, nature. sure. nature's coming back after the fires. And, um, you know, when the fire comes through and it's just, like, completely burns out an area. And there's some areas, like, I was living within three kilometers of some of the areas that did get burned. And, um, you know, I drive past there on, you know, going to work when we normally go into work. <laughs> um, but the... Nature coming back after fire is always just so beautiful. Like all the wow. tiny, it's like tree hair. <laughs> it's like all this little green greenery comes back on the trees, and it's only where the tree trunk is. So it's kind wow. of like this green hairy <laughs> beard of green for the tree, and it's um it's lovely to see those kind of areas coming back. But add to that this change where all the humans are stuck inside. Yeah, it's, it's been quite interesting. Um, are, are yeah, people what taking... How, what, yeah, what about
6: the city? Have so you guys noticed the air quality different? Absolutely. A- absolutely. And actually, in the city, we've actually seen birds. I've lived in the city for over 50 years. And I started seeing birds I've never seen before in my life. And, and, and they n- now felt comfortable being in the area. Mm-hmm. Because there was a lot less people and a lot less cars on the street. Yeah. So that was really amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's also really interesting because there are, um, I, I want to say, like signs of nature that people really never paid attention to mm-hmm. before. Yeah. But because we're now forced to be inside, when you go outside, it's like you're taking in everything, you know? Whereas before it was like, ah, oh, please. The tree is there. Some people didn't even realize there was a tree. It's like, when did that tree there? Well, actually, it got there about 25 years ago. You've been passing it every day as you run to get on the train. But know that you don't have to do that. You suddenly realize, oh, my gosh, there's a tree. So it's been really a lot of attention to the earth and to to Mother Nature, you know, And to that whole connection with the air being better, and the birds are out, and you're you're watching. You now have time, so you're actually watching the patterns that they're flying, and where they're going, and what they're doing. Um, You also say
2: I um, I probably have never appreciated being outside uh, as much as uh, nowadays. Yes, (laughs) Yes. I'm indoors. That uh, you know, the the few times that you go out, you know, perhaps just to get some exercise. So. Uh, BJ and I have set ourselves a, a target of um, going out for a run three times a week. Now, mm-hmm. that hasn't happened every week, um, but, uh, but when it does happen, you know, it, it's fantastic. We live not very far from Sydney Harbour, so we can run along the Botanic Gardens, and it's, it's a beautiful run. And uh, so many times we've come back and have said to BJ, you know, that's just such a, such a beautiful route for us to, uh, to, to run down. And, um, you know, I can't say I've noticed uh, any animals taking over the botanic gardens. Certainly no kangaroos or uh, koalas. <laughs> um, but uh, I did notice a lizard the other day that I had never uh, seen in the botanic gardens. Uh, so, you know, maybe, uh, maybe that is a change.
0: Something's happening. It's taking place slowly. Today a lizard, tomorrow an iguana. You never know. Got to watch you know, out for these things what what has been the impact on so their their generations right so their young kids there was a whole uh thing here in the very beginning where they said little little kids can't catch corona you know they won't die from covid-19 but we are seeing that that's happening it's not being reported and then of course we know about our older population yeah what are you seeing in terms of the responses from different generations within the communities in terms of how they're treating it? Like, like William knows my mom, Mommy is like 85. I'm going outside. I don't care what they say. It's like, mom, you can't go outside. What do you mean? I can't go outside. They can't tell me what to do, <laughs> you know? And, and, and in talking to other people, they're saying, yeah, older people, that generation, they're like, I- I'm going outside. You can't stop me. And so how do you teach a, a three-year-old about social distancing you know what I mean so it's those kinds like what are those what are those changes and responses that you're seeing to this forced life of being careful with keeping your distance and not being able to go outside and if you do it can only be within certain areas at certain times how is that looking in terms of the responses to that um, like
5: because uh, it's a cafe so we Change our cafe setup into being a takeaway model. So we have these wow. mindful windows that we've set up, and that, that's how we actually uh, transact.
0: So that's, wow. that, that's our engagement with the customer,
5: okay? So we have this meter and a half plus uh, distance between them, we have our transactions, and we just issue everything over the counter. No one enters the cafe unless it's a need to use the bathroom, no one ever enters the cafe. Anymore. So then we've able to, been able to create this. So we see the demographics that come through. So different demographics of so families with kids or the elderly yeah. or just people working from home or whatever. Yeah. There are people that runs, tennis, whatever. So whatever they're doing. The kids are definitely having, or oblivious.
4: Just you know, jumping everywhere, <laughs> touching <kid>. everything. They, <laughs> don't,
5: they, don't, they don't stop, do this, da, da, da. they're not listening. They don't care. Right. Um, the elderly people though they're all more self-aware yeah so they i'm not there's quite a few that will come up with masks and gloves um they'll uh be a little bit more keeping their distance if people are near them they'll step away they they wow. are way more self-aware um i say 95 percent of the, the the older generation are living a stricter life than what they did before um so with that uh, you do definitely do notice it um the the mid-generation so in between it's a mix mm. so we find that it's uh, so that either some people are a little bit more strict um but i say mostly everyone seems to be quite relaxed in the sense like no masks no gloves um but they are making sure that they're keeping the distance um, so then i do find that it's quite quite noticeable in that sense um yeah
0: that's a challenge because here those We'll call them millennials. Apologies right now to anyone who you didn't fit in that category and you're not quite a millennial. But they're the ones that they want to be, they're they're not, they're so focused on their phones, that whole contact, that they're not even aware of what six feet is. I'm sure many of them don't, some of them may be even challenged by exactly what is that distance. So they're not so much aware of, okay, I'm a little too close. And it's almost as if they believe I won't get sick from this. You know, I don't know anybody who's sick. It's all just hype. Y'all are making a big deal. Are you seeing any of that in terms of how that that, that younger generation is responding?
1: Uh, I mean, I, from my perspective, I've seen a, a few things around town here. I don't think we've got anywhere near the number of cases um, to make it something where everybody, like you could talk to people and you'll meet people who just generally don't know anyone who's um, had coronavirus in their network. Okay. Like it's not something which is very common. Okay. And I think we got onto it really quickly here, and it's kind of, we're talking like a handful of cases. Wow. Um, we lucked on very Yeah, early. so, so um. I don't, like, honestly, I, most people probably not too, they don't have that realism of, oh, you know, oh, yeah, my aunt got it, and then this person got it. Like, I've had a neighbour who across the road was, um, was corona was, had coronavirus, and she displayed no symptoms at all, but had the test and found out she was, wow. so she's been in isolation. So that's the only person um, I've even heard of that had coronavirus here.
0: Now, um, you mentioned testing. Is is that easy yeah. for you all to get testing for that? Because that's really not an easy thing here.
6: Yeah, we, we're struggling with that because we don't have a plan. But It sounds like you have a plan, so um, yeah. is it is it easy for you to do that, to get testing? It,
0: it is now
1: to begin with because it all came down to the number of tests being done per per week um, and so um, early on they needed the test to be kept for people who were likely to have the coronavirus and so that you really had to have solid symptoms of coronavirus that was slightly different to um, some of the other conditions whereas now if you have any kind of flu-like symptoms at all you can get a test Wow and it's not it's not held back they're pretty much open They've opened that up to anyone to go in and do. Um, I went in to get my flu shot the other, um, like, last week, um, and they've set up demountables. I don't know if they've done this at other places, but they've got a demountable. uh, It's like a little, you know, those, like, temporary buildings that people create. They put them out the front of the medical centre, so anyone just going in for their general flu shot goes into that demountable and does it that way, but they don't have to go into the medical centre. And the medical centre staff have put up big... Um, plastic screens right. yeah. to protect themselves from... Yes. from
4: yeah. yeah, the so, PPE.
1: Like All these all these places are taking a lot of extra precautions. But the testing and all that kind of stuff is being... They try, they try and isolate that as much as possible. So you'll have a mobile testing unit that will go around and test people. Um, and then you'll also have... Sometimes people will have to go to a location to get tested as well.
0: I don't think I've um, heard of any mobile units that we've had in the US. What they've done is, is set up testing sites, and then people have to, like, drive. I've not heard of any mobile ones. No, I mean,
6: they only only in that ship to do some to, to help us out in, in New York. But, but the have, ship isn't mobile. Uh, well, it's, it's on the water, so it's mobile enough to go But up. mobile isn't moving any. I mean, the ship isn't mobile. It's <laughs> not
0: going 40 42nd Street. I'm talking, I'm talking mobile, mobile. You're saying, like, they brought in a ship. Since when is the SSR a 47-ton thing? Mobile. I'm, I'm talking like mobile, mobile. You're not, well, they brought in a ship. What is, what is a ship mobile? I'm not talking about that. We don't have any mobile things here in the US, no matter what him and the captain of that ship says. It's not mobile, right? I'm talking about, you're talking about mobile. That is such a novel idea that we could adapt because when you see the lines here. I,
6: I'm just giving you an example of what we brought in. I'm not saying it was a good plan.
0: And he was in the Air Force. Did <laughs> I say more?
6: I think that's what we brought in. <laughs> Listen, I'm not We don't have a plan That's why we're talking That's why we're talking to them Well, we're we're not going to tell them You should get a mobile
0: ship Just bring it into your harbor Especially when you're landlocked
1: I think it'd be good, it'd be great If you're in Venice, it'd be a
0: really (laughs) good Of course Just move those dolphins and swans That came in out of the way And just bring it up, back it up here, boys Back it up, mobile Honey, what am I going to do with you?
1: Uh, <sighs> but there is a, there is a downside to going and getting tested at a location. So my neighbor who, who ended up having coronavirus, she had to get from her place down to the local the testing thing, center. Have the mobile thing available at that time. So what did she have to do? She had to get one of her neighbors to take it out. Yeah. And then that guy has had to spend thirty days in isolation because of just taking her down.
0: Wait a minute. Okay. Wait a second. Did you say yeah. thirty days? What about fourteen?
1: Oh, another. Wow. And then her husband, who she lives with, um, he didn't have a positive test come back, but she did. And he's living with her. So once she
6: got cleared, he still had to do another Oh, my God. Are you kidding? So
1: it's like, they're in the same house. Come on. But because of, like, you you know, you have to have, like... So he he got stuck in there for thirty days.
0: Oh well. my gosh!
4: Uh
1: yeah, so it's that's the downside, you
0: know. No, that is like, a test of that. That is if truly.
1: They can't a, drive a, themselves. They're gonna have to take a taxi. They're gonna have to. Yeah. And should you be, yeah. you know, in, in, like in, impacting a potential taxi driver who has? That's right. Make a friend. It's, yeah, it's interesting. The
0: potential there of it just spreading to other areas. But yeah, you mentioned yeah. actually one of the other aspects of it that we're also seeing is the the um, toll that it's taking on relationships, right? And so my husband and I, you can tell, we're really good friends. The test of time will be we will be just as in love and good friends after we're finished coveting. <laughs> is something that we will probably see in episode <laughs> 79 of the way they used to be. So we're going to keep hope alive. But the truth of the matter is... He can jump on the mobile ship and get away. Exactly. Exactly. It's like a, I got a way out. That's right. He's got that plan. He knows. When he says, I'm going mobile, I'm not going to be thinking ships. I'm going to be checking like the bus depot, you know, the taxi stand while he's sailing down the Hudson River. I'll never guess that he just went on a mobile form of transport out of New York City. But the truth is that that relationships, it's taking actually a toll on relationships. And we were just listening to the governor of um, New York talking about the mental health aspect of this. So what was it maybe six weeks ago now or seven weeks ago there is um this night show uh is it Jimmy Fallon I think it is and and he said to these couples um or to people in six words describe for me how how you think what you think this experience will be like and you know just kudos to this woman whoever you are who she said it it will either be death or divorce is how she's seeing that this is going to end for her particular relationship. So I wanted to talk to you know, it's kind of like a 50 50 split. Depth of force or a mobile exit. But um, so I wanted to like ask, ask you guys what, what kind of toll, how, what impact is that having on your relationship? Are you finding that you're closer or it's like, oh, there are things that I honestly did not know about you in the 15 years that we've been together. Like, what is, what is that like now that you're spending, you know, day in and day out? It's like, okay, my office is here and then my workspace is here and my play area is there. You're you're in that same space, like all the time. What, what, what is that like for that relationship?
2: I guess for BJ and I, um, for us, it's always been a struggle to find enough time to spend together uh-huh. because we're always doing just so many things. We're, you know, we're so busy with our multiple jobs and, and uh, social engagements and
4: uh, sporting activities and also conflicting schedules. Oh. Uh, I, 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 I work a lot of evenings. He's a, he's a, he's a Monday
5: to Friday guy. I work a lot of weekends. And so like, it'd be a, like, we might be able to only have like uh, a couple of evenings together and maybe a morning, you know, in a week, you know.
2: So Wow. And that much time together so so in some ways um we're really appreciating spending this time together um,
0: you're on a honeymoon this is like oh wow this is really great <laughs> you know, i really didn't know this about you this is really great see coveting has great benefits that couples just weren't aware of
4: okay
2: well exactly well that and the fact that uh bj is a trained chef so the, you know uh him being around means that he can just uh, cook more and bake stuff uh so you know not
0: exactly. <laughs> now I understand why you guys are doing the workout thing. You know, you go for the jogging. It's like, let's aspire to this. You go for that workout. This is a good thing, but are you finding, so when you're talking about spending this time together, are you discovering things about each other and like paying attention to maybe things that huh, you didn't pay attention to it so much before, what do you want to take out of this COVID experience? 'Cause we're all in for for example, we are we, we've talked in our other podcasts about creating new normals, right? and looking at what's that new norm going to be. How are we going to be when this is over? We have no idea when that's going to be. It, it could be when, you know, William's grandchildren are in college and we all know he ain't got no kids, so he ain't got no grandkids either. So we know that this could go on for quite some time. So we could say, you know, what, what is this going to look like, right? Mwah, mwah, love you, bro. What is this going to look like? What do we want to take from this experience in creating this new normal because there are so many people who have said we can't go back to the way that we were so therefore we have to create a new way of being what are some of the things that
6: well and and let me give you an example okay as i am now working with uh deanne on this podcast she's been bugging me for six months to work on this podcast as a result of being you know in in coverting here it now freed up time for me to do this, yeah, so you that, got
0: no excuse. So this, is now, like this is now this has now
6: become my new normal. So anytime we now so now we're doing we're always doing podcasts together.
0: That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So he's hoping that not only will they open New York, but he can exit and they close it back while I'm working on the podcast. Because then he'd be like, well, I can't do it. We're not together anymore. That's why we've got Zoom. I will Zoom you in and you can podcast with me. So, so there are some things that my husband is hoping we'll forget when the COVID is over. And that's why I have a book. I'm writing it down so we won't forget. So we'll keep track. But there are some, some some ways of being and some lifestyles, you know, that we want to that we want to we want to take with us. Um, are there any things that you are discovering that you want to take with you?
2: I think for us, we expected we would have um, a lot of free time, and it, you know, we do have a little bit more free time. Um, but uh, my work has still been very busy, so even yeah. though I'm working from home, I think often there's this. Um,
4: suggestion that, uh, you know, everyone's working from home and has a lot of free time.
0: Yes. Uh, it's a myth. It, okay.
2: True. No. I find I'm working longer hours. I find that I am
0: super busy. Yeah, um, so, you know, often uh,
2: it will come to six or seven o'clock at night and I'm still working. Yeah. So, um, you know, for us, uh, you know, BJ will normally cook dinner because he is uh, skilled in that way. And uh, I am not. We have talked about, you know, in the beginning of the <laughs> lockdown,
0: um, perhaps him coaching me a little bit. How's um, that been but going? That, but, that,
2: but that hasn't happened. So, um, you know, he, okay. he's still cooking. That hasn't changed. All right. Um, not a part of your new normal. normal. I am uh, pretending I'm working, but uh, that's
6: actually not okay. <laughs> 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 Secrets <were> <laughs> revealed. Secrets revealed. Well, you coached and
1: you couldn't do it. No, we didn't. Even oh, get, he
0: didn't have time. Oh. No, he didn't have time. You know what it was? It he, he saw him coming, and he said, "No, no, no, not now, honey. I'm, I'm busy. I'm busy." He says, "But your computer isn't on. Well, I'm, I'm trying to find a way to turn it on. You know, there are all kinds of things that you can do. And it's like, but it's not even plugged in. You don't even have a signal. Oh, did you tell your word to fixing computers now, not working on them? You, you think fast." When you see him standing there with a spatula, like, but I can show you this real quick. My husband does this all the time. I'll show you real quick. Why are you going to show me when you can just cook it? <laughs> There's no need to show me. You just cook it. The time you're going to take to show me, you could have fixed it. We ate. You're going to stand there with the spatula. What, do, what is that going to do for us? So I perfectly understand what you're saying. It's like next time. Only next time never comes, right? You go, okay, next time we'll do it together, honey. Next time we'll do it together.
6: But, but he brought up something that's very important. It is really harder, because I, I have the same issue. It's really hard to now put borders on when I should stop working. Because now you feel like, okay, I can get up any time for the most part. And then I can extend my day as long as I want to. Because I'm yeah. not leaving the house. And that's really, that, that really can be challenging.
0: Yeah. I think too, if you are in a situation where you love what you do, like I, I, I love what I do, right. I, I create uh workshops and I deliver workshops. I'm actually, my background is actually human resources and my master's is in negotiation and conflict. So I help people to resolve conflicts and to work through relationships and work through situations. Um, and a, a lot of it is just that we take ourselves too damn seriously. They really ain't that serious. So, I love what I do, and so I, because I don't have that commute time as much, and having been a consultant for so long now, we we think about, okay, the time that I would normally take commuting, I'm now doing work, right. but you're right, it's about that cutoff, yeah. you know, because before, you have to leave so you can get on the train, so you can get to that place, well, I'm already at that place, so you just, you just kind of keep working, so that, that is, that is a challenge, um, a challenge for us. And then if you have a husband like mine, he will simply just say, you must stop now.
2: Well, and even when you do stop, um, the transition from, you know, uh, perhaps the bedroom to the living room is not a commute. <laughs> so you have that separation. <laughs> so you don't have those signals to your brain that you are no longer working. So yeah, this you know, it true. takes a
3: while to this.
0: This is true. This is very true.
3: Has, from uh, someone who has been working from home before COVID, Okay, it does take discipline. You have to know you have to put limits in because the reality is you will start working and you will be there from nine o'clock in the morning, and the next thing it's like 10 o'clock at night, and you're just like, Where the hell did the day go? Because you're home, you're comfortable, you're you're where you
0: you, that's true, you, you know, you're already there, and you will work these extra hours. You have to be quite disciplined, and I'm very disciplined about that, but I'm also thankful that my job is quite flexible Okay. in that way, for the most
3: part, unless I have a meeting or something, uh, it doesn't matter when I work, as long as I do the work.
0: So you do you, I mean? But but do you have like some measures that you put in place to be able to remind you of those boundaries, you know, of those parameters, okay, like, yeah. you know, I am going to you know, do this thing. Is well, there like a? Do you build certain signals into your routine to help you to be able to stay on track?
3: I have to, I have to clock my time essentially. I have to to, to put that in a diary. So generally, I know what I'm going to be working on in okay. these five days. Okay. Okay. I've planned that out. Um, and if there's something in between, I still need to note it as it's happening because
0: I have to report on it. Wow. Okay. So that gives me the ability to
3: always be looking at the time and the fact of the matter is unless I'm feeling very generous, I am working more than seven and a half hours because that's what they pay me for. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this is true. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm
3: trying very hard. I'm a workaholic. Yeah. So I know I will do a 12 hour
0: day, a 20 hour day and not think about it. Yeah. So I have to build this discipline into my, into my behavior because you know, when people start thinking, oh, I can throw this at
3: William because he's always going to get it done. Yeah, no matter what. that's mm-hmm. right. And then it becomes yeah. taken for granted. I don't, you know, in my world, I don't earn overtime. Right. I can take back time that that work extra, but you don't earn overtime. They're not paying you for That's it. right. I'll, 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 that's uh, true. Yeah. So I'm just like, listen, I'm getting paid for seven and a half hours. I've got to do what I need to do in the seven and a
0: half hours. Right. And track it so that I you think. can actually get it done. Yeah.
1: normal from a work perspective, a lot of people have been saying, we're just all working too hard.
4: Yeah. And I
1: think this has given us the chance to realize that we might need to slow down. And You know, if you think about it, it's years and years and years and years and years of each of us going in, feeling the pressure to do more than the last person who had the same job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then creating a new normal. And then the next person that comes into that job creates a new normal on top of that normal. Yeah. And then we've just gotten crazy busy. And it's, yes. it's, it's like there's a point where you, we just have to all go, can we use this opportunity worldwide well, as a bit of a reset Yes, to realise that we need to maybe be more effective by calming down a little? Yes. We could actually become more effective at what we do rather than madly turning the wheel around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like my, my, my day-to-day pretty much is interesting. I, I think it's the same kind of thing as well. You know, you time your day. I do the 7.5 hours as well and I, like but I find that now that I'm not in an office mm-hmm. I need to remind myself to get up go out do something exactly I, I would naturally just get up and chat to someone right something else. yeah we try not use emails we'll say get up out of your chairs, go and have a chat to someone find your answer and that naturally gives you that little um just kind of that kind movement of, yeah
0: yeah to like <laughs> get out
1: exercises. yeah <laughs> but um yeah now now you sit in a chair
0: for three and a half hours and I hours know a I know yeah. yeah that's been the hardest part for me that's been actually the hardest part for me is that you spend so much time sitting and the time goes by so quickly that you don't even realize oh my gosh I've been sitting in the same spot for, for, for you know three hours and even if you do get up and go to the bathroom that's a quick what 10 second walk there 10 second walk back William yours may be 2.5 seconds because of the <laughs> big the huge size of your apartment <laughs> <I come> <laughs>
1: New York studio. That's your large New York studio apartment,
0: the, the large one. That's right. You know, so we, we do that. That has been the biggest part for me that I don't like about working from home as much. I have worked from home for quite some time now as a consultant, but I would go to the client site. Now I don't do that. Everything that I do is right here. So there are virtual meetings instead of in person meetings. So I don't have the commute. I don't have the you know walking the blocks um, and the movement. Um, so it it, uh, it does make it uh, challenging, yeah. I want to
2: say, you know, in terms of um, uh, feeling this pressure, and uh, you know, and, and for some people working longer hours, I hope that um, employers don't take um, advantage of this uh, uh, moments in time when people are uh, more vulnerable than before. Yes. Um, and I think that is what
0: can create some anxieties. Yes. Good uh, point. Health issues, right? Um, you know, the economy
2: has had a downturn and, um, uh, you know, for, yeah, there's a lot of job insecurity. So um, I really hope that employers don't keep on just piling more and more work on, on someone because some people, um, I
0: guess the difference is for some people being in the office, um, uh, it was very visual when they were busy. Yes, they were not. that's but right. But if they're at home,
4: um, I think for a lot of
2: people, they're having to learn how to deal with how to flag to their manager that they are already at
0: capacity for example yes
2: okay, or to other yeah. So, yeah
0: yeah yeah I
2: hope that, that the
0: That's actually a good point because because you're right. Whereas your manager or supervisor may be able to pass by and recognize that you are overwhelmed or there's a lot coming at you. If you're answering, like uh, one of our daughters, she works, well, both of them work from home, but one of them actually does a lot of work on the phone where she handles litigation claims. So her supervisor can't pass by and see that she's actually getting back-to-back calls dealing with all of these attorneys because they're not there. So it, you have to find a way to be able to communicate that now, whereas before it may be visible. It's now not visible, so you have to verbalize it, you know, to be able to go, hey, this is just a little bit too much here. Is there, is there I need some help. Being able to really ask for that help.
2: A lot of people would be afraid to, to say that, to say, you know, this is too much, I need some help, because they are feeling uh, vulnerable, you know, in this time where people are losing jobs or having to take yes. and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Like, like, people are still working at the same capacity. You know, they should, at a minimum, be getting paid the same, the same amount of money. Right. You know? So we have, we have heard examples from from friends of ours where, uh, you know, that's not what's happened. You know, they've had to take pay cuts, but everyone seems to be still at capacity anyway. So. Yeah. Right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for example, I've had to, I've taken a capacity
1: cut down to two days a week from five, and mm. I literally, like, I'm kind of being paid through a client's pre-bill for example so it's like everything's already covered so I have some security but I actually don't have any security right as in because I don't it all depends on their whim of do they need me to do something for them or not right exactly I think at the moment I can get about three three and a half days of work but nothing's guaranteed right I could end up having next week just turned off right um and it's, it's kind of frustrating because you don't know where you sit. And I yeah. know that I have a job to go back to, and that's the important thing. But, you know, at the same time, you can see other people getting busy as well. So it's like, well, hang on, why can't I be part <laughs> right. of it?
0: Right. How come, how come you all don't need me? Right? <laughs> What's yeah, happening? So just,
1: um, yeah, everyone's doing what they can to, to get through this period. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how – businesses respond and if businesses have had large losses, yeah, are they gonna try and expect the same level of work from that three quarters of a workforce? Or are yeah. they going to be realistic, cut back on stuff and go, what really matters, what doesn't matter anymore? Um that's that's for me what's gonna be interesting to see yeah, a good if point. that flows through. It depends
5: on how long it lasts because it, it is becoming an employer's market. The longer it goes, the yeah. longer the employers will have control. And with yeah. that they'll be the terms, the whole new negotiations and that kind of stuff, and you could definitely see that happen if it goes for another six months. Um, like, no matter, like they could just label the terms just because you're desperate for employment, you know. So, um, like, yeah, wow. it, I have a feeling like this insecurity will definitely really impact people, and it will definitely push people to do more. Mm-hmm. And I have the feeling that the concerns of people needing to perform and needing to prove their importance to the company and their you know, creating that certainty, the security, it will just push people to the absolute max and could actually compromise their um, mental health and their kind of um, their you know fatigue and that kind of stuff, you know, and also being trapped in a, a small spaces, right? So um, I think it will um, wow. depending on depending on the situation of how long this will last, the the longer it goes, the longer the, the more the stronger the employer will become. So well, yeah. it's a bad combination of right? yeah, people in isolation. Yeah. Yeah. worried about their jobs, worried about their finances, you know,
2: it's just, yeah, it's a bad combination. And, and we've already wow. just all used up our annual leave to
1: make up the shortfall, so <laughs> I can't even take a holiday to just chill out and relax and get back yeah. to work for the year again to get holidays to go.
0: Wow. 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 I'm not allowed to go anywhere. <laughs>
1: but, you know what I mean? When yeah. you, know, in, in three months time, we might well, hopefully for you guys as well we've moved to London, but like, Hopefully, we'll all be able to go somewhere soon-ish. Yeah. But when I do, I'd love to have the other leave that I use. Yeah. To be able to I'm do like it. That's than, a good point. You know, I yeah, just try to use it to pay for food.
0: Wow. Mm. That is amazing. So the,
2: um, Australia um, uh, is in talks at the moment, apparently, of uh, allowing trans-Tasman travel. So between Australia and New Zealand, you know, because the countries have done well in, in keeping... Uh, the number of new cases uh, low and all that so um, apparently we might be allowed to uh, uh, travel uh, between Australia and New Zealand soon. So fingers crossed.
0: Wow. But, uh, uh, yes. So you yeah. might make a detour. <laughs> might just make a detour. <laughs> Say London I'm coming but I gotta stop over here first.
4: <laughs> That's right. Yeah.
0: I'm on my way. Well look.
2: We've seen so some, old, we're seen some cruise ship. Up, until, up until yesterday. Um, no cruise ship. Uh, We've seen some positive signs up until yesterday, I believe, here in the state of New South Wales, where Sydney is, um, it was uh, illegal to uh, visit uh, each other, to visit anyone who's not from your household, although...
0: Really?
4: Um,
2: yeah, so... be uh, yeah, wow. But I think the change yesterday is that um, now in this state, in New South Wales, um, two adults can go and visit uh, uh, another household. Yeah, so it's limited to two adults, so you can't have a party. But well, you can, you know, sort of go and visit your parents or some...
0: Well, I, or I, I...
2: You still have to stay 1.5 minutes stay to, in sure. the house. Right. But, but,
0: but wait yeah. a minute. I but, have a so question.
1: visit
0: Will's apartment. But <laughs> <laughs> One at a time. <laughs> there isn't enough space. But, but I have a question. How would they know where you are going like how would they know that you have left your house to go and visit someone else are they so monitoring neighbor, that
4: yeah, yeah 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 no no
2: no yeah there's doctors out there neighbors
3: are dogging each other in yeah <laughs> the, the, the oh my god before, don't
4: like the sound of that though a guy had a he went down to the
1: beach he
3: bought a kebab and sat down kind
1: of on a be- on the bench in newcastle where i'm from. And he got fined. He was one of the first people to get fines, you know, a couple of thousand dollars I think it was for yeah, being close outside close. without a good reason. Wow. So if, you're just, if you're just hanging around and you don't have enough for, yeah, this is it that was in Newcastle. So the um I think I know the kebab shop actually. <laughs> <laughs> Too far from home, and they go like, "Oh, I'm just going shopping." It's like, "Okay, well, where's your receipts? Or where's your bags? Show us Really. You need to prove to us that you've going shopping beyond a reasonable oh. doubt, almost. So wow. You know, you couldn't just make up a story. You actually had to have some stuff to
4: back it up as well. Wow. And there was wow. some in the parliament as well who was uh, a yeah. state parliament. obviously. No, a state parliament. Yeah. Home, okay. Holiday okay. home. Yep. And uh, so
5: he, he left without, a, like, he was supposed to have stayed in his primary residence, him traveling to his holiday home. There was confusion around all this kind of stuff. But, yeah, they, they, they find him as well. They, they, they didn't care that you're, you're, even though you're government, you're, you're fined and you're having to... They uh, And he resigned from his...
0: Wait a minute. He was going from one home to, from one residence to the other? And they yeah. find it him?
3: He decided that he would isolate yeah. in his holiday
0: home. Yes. Yes. Okay. But it wasn't just a good
1: luck. And they're trying, to, they're, they're trying to stop everyone from going, traveling over the Easter long weekends. Yeah. Um, you know, they were trying to really cut yeah. back on anyone kind of, you know, going up and actually staying somewhere. There was no Airbnb. There was no, you know, you weren't going to go somewhere and isolate at a nice location somewhere and have a holiday. Wow. So I kind of, who's part of the team that should be.
0: You know, leading the way right enforcing and, uh, this and reminding holiday, people not say, to do it's it it's not a
1: good look yeah, wow all. Yeah.
0: well what i can say is that what you all have shown us you have a way higher moral compass in terms of holding people accountable and looking at what it is that we're all doing to get through this mm-hmm. this particular challenge we are not um as diligent i am i for one have always said that there are too many freedoms here and these freedoms are what you're now seeing these demonstrations about and these and a lot of these protests that are about and it's at some point you do yourself in by having that much freedom and so in this whole focus on freedom there is now where do you draw the line between i want to be free but at the cost of how many lives right there is that conversation that's taking place within the us but it seems like the way that you all have even described how you went about the lockdown is evidenced by the lower numbers of cases that you have had in comparison to the United States. We have not in anywhere shut down as much as you all have described. We absolutely have not. The What you have described is what we would call some serious policing in terms of show me your receipt, uh, show me where you're going. We don't anywhere even have that level. No. And we haven't even gotten there and you're seeing the protests saying, open up Mm -hmm. the stores and and let us go about our business Mm -hmm. as usual. So uh, this, did you want to add something? This has been absolutely enlightening. Um, You've given us a a really very close up and personal insight of what's happening there and really have us looking at what's going on here in a different kind of way, in a very, very different kind of way. So I just wanted to say thank you. Thank Thank you. you so much for taking the time. It's, um, you all have your, your whole day ahead of you. I know that, you know, that this might be a good time to go jogging, you know, <laughs> this might be a good time to get that cooking class in. Right. I can say that because when I click and go off, he won't see me to get me, but take the spatula out. Now it's <laughs> a good time. Go for it. You can, you can, you've got time now and, uh, be sure to just On your way, just drop by William's apartment. Just check in, you know. never know where he'll be. It's a big place. You're not the (laughs) East Wing, the West Wing. You never know where he'll be. So you might just want (laughs) to stop by with some coffee before he falls out. But, guys, this has been amazing. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Um, There will be no editing of this. I'm going to drop the music on it, and in about 10 minutes, it's going to be posted up on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. I will post the link so that you all will be able to, to share and uh, have some laughs. It has been an absolute pleasure.
6: Yes, it has, thank you. Thank
0: Thank you for kicking off our globing series. Thank you so much, we're globing. And we all know that all of these things that we're talking about, every aspect of our lives, who we are as couples, who we are as people, that all of these things are happening. Our challenge, because we always close all of our shows with a challenge, is that we're challenging everyone to just take a look at their lives, take a look at what it is that they're doing, who they are, who they're with, what they hope to be, what they hope to achieve. Because we all know that this is a time that may never come again, and where we are now and what we're doing has occurred in due time. I'm Deanne. This is Joe. Thank you so much, globing team in Australia. BJ, Raphael, William, and Adam for joining us. Take care until we meet again.
6: Love you, New York. Thank you. Thank you. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs>